64 Tacos Podcasts presents Is This Song Good? This is episode 71. You two stay far away, so close. Songs of Surrender. Welcome back. Uh, this is our next episode of Is This Song Good? And what we're going to go ahead and talk about today is um, the next in the series of reviews from Songs of Surrender, the sort of covering themselves album from uh, U2. Um, the song today that I chose is Stay Far Away So Close uh, off of uh, Zuropa, which came out in 93. 1993 if you're listening to this 100 years in the future <laughs> yes yes uh yes <laughs> and if you are like and subscribe um <laughs> so uh <laughs> smash that like button um so uh i uh, i chose this one because i found it to be um we we talked a little last week about uh sort of the vocal decisions um that bono made and I found this one to be interesting um, because he mo- he makes in my in my mind he makes a, a sort of a genius vocal decision and then also one that doesn't pull uh, come off quite as well. Um, I really like the original off of it's kind of one of my secret favorites off of Zuropa, which is kind of my secret favorite U two album. Was um, it a single when it first came when the album came out? You know that's a good question. I'm not absolutely sure. It, is, um, it was yeah. Okay. It, it certainly didn't get any traction. Numb, Lemon, and uh, Stay Far Away So Close. Yeah, I, okay. from Europa. I don't think it got any real radio play. I don't. I never remember hearing it on the radio. And uh-huh. we were listening to the radio nonstop in those days. But regardless, um, I've always kind of liked it. Uh, it's just a, it's a real simple sort of acoustic-based song. Uh, and, uh, I just, I just, it, it was a little bit different, especially on that album, that Zeropa album is a, a very interesting Sonic album. And this is a little more pulled back. Now, as far as this version on songs of surrender, he makes the sort of choice to, to go into sort of like, um, uh, octave down, you know, uh, Johnny cash, mm-hmm. super deep, um, for, uh, for the verses. And I actually thought as I was thinking about his choices and singing throughout this album i kept thinking i know he's got to make he's got to do things differently because he can't he can't do what he once did it just doesn't work as well yeah the high notes are aren't there anymore not with not with the force he used to be able to, pr- yeah, to produce they're, they're thin they're a little weak and you know like we talked about it's just inevitable you know it's time so that's all right so we, we, i just mentioned johnny cash when we think about all those American, you know, recordings with Rick Rubin, yeah. you know, hurt among them and, you know, the other, you know, four albums worth of material. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice was by the end, certainly, but even, even at the beginning of, of those series of albums was not what it once was. Cause he nope. was, he was older and, and not as healthy and also didn't take care of himself. Uh, probably even worse, you know, he was a little more yeah. into the, uh, the hard stuff. But there's a certain power to the way maybe it was the production, maybe it was the choices that Johnny Cash made himself. There was a, a power to the sort of weakness and and, and could have been the, the loudness wars too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you, oh, you don't think Rick Rubin would have you know <laughs> been involved in that, do you? <laughs> uh, yeah. But um I, I feel like a lot of the time on on these songs and this this song has both. 
he he makes the choice to sort of go deep and it's actually fairly effective you know um it's a different thing that he doesn't normally do and i was like wow this is a really different interesting take i think it's adding something to this version it's really different uh and then you know when he gets to the uh when he decides to go high and 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 it it just uh it just doesn't have this it just i feel like when he tries to go back and and hit those high notes without sort of making adjustments making different decisions it just it just highlights that the voice isn't there so i thought that this song was interesting because it showed both good decision making and bad decision making all in the same song it wasn't my favorite on this album i just thought it sort of showed the thing that that i i found kind of both ineffective and effective about about the sort of rearrangements uh what do you what do you have dave what did you think um i didn't particularly care for this version of it at all um maybe it was because it was the first time i really listened to the lyrics i didn't spend a lot of time with zeropa um it was either you know uh octoon baby or pop for me for the most part and then you know lemon uh, from from Zeropa, I didn't need much else from it, but um, or no, and numb too. That's on that one, right? Yep. Anyway, um, but I I hate the lyrics of this song. <laughs> being honest, like the whole going to the store for, to get the cigarettes, and then the the reminding the person to like he's telling a story about someone going to the store to get cigarettes. And then the narrator reminds them to check their change. And I, I don't get that. It's really bizarre. I don't like how he's kind of whispering the whole time in this version. Um, like he's, and then, and then, you know, the, the abusiveness is just unpleasant also. So um, it's not my favorite song to begin with. And then I was just bored out of my mind with it. With, well, honestly, a large portion of the album I was bored out of my mind. Uh, and this one of the three that we are going to be talking about was, was the worst. So uh, this one wasn't for me. I, I didn't need to he- hear a remake of it. How about you? Sam? Um, it's uh, I'm not quite as, as upset by it, but I, I do think it's funny. Like, uh, uh, you know, when I first approached this songs of surrender album, I was like, yeah, this could be really cool. And it could have been, it could have, it really could have. But after like five songs, I was like, yeah, I just want to listen to the originals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not bad. Like it, it's just, it doesn't really, it just seems unnecessary. It seems like they're just kind of, in their thumbs, wasting time because they don't really know what to do with themselves or something. I don't really right. know. Um, I, I will say this, like, uh, I'm glad that they didn't pick very many other albums or other songs from uh, the Zuropa album because, like, just imagine Numb or, or Lemon. <laughs> like, this. Oh, God, I mean, how, yeah. how ridiculous uh, would that be? I think Dirty Day was, like, the only other one from Zuropa. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And I'm I'm okay with that, honestly. Like, yeah. that's, that's I, fine. I will say they did a good job choosing which songs to put on. Yeah. Um, but, man, it, it's, it was a rough listen. Yeah. And for this one, uh, you know, I, I agree with you, Dan, like the, the, the interesting ideas with the vocals. I, I like that 
he tried to do something a little bit different, didn't quite succeed all the way. Um, but like the, you know, the deeper voice, the kind of harmonies here and there, uh, were, it was, it was a nice little change. Um, it, uh, it's not, not necessary to make this uh, a different or better song. Um, I think, I think that, um, they just kind of, you know, did something with it. Uh, I did like that this one actually had some some more instrumentation to it. Um, that it wasn't just the, you know, acoustic guitar or piano and, mm-hmm. and voice, and that's it. Um, but it had it had more of a kind of a dreamy lullaby type of feel to it that really I don't really know works for this for this particular song. So yeah, that's it's it's not. It's not that interesting, and um, but it is certainly better than some of the other ones that are on on the album. Yes, I will give you that. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting, Dave. Yeah, I I hundred percent disagree with you on the lyrics. I think this is some of I I know what you mean a little bit because when I first heard the song back in '93, that was kind of my reaction. Like, what's this about? This is this is weird. Why? Why? Hey, now check your change. You know, stuff like that. But it really, really grew on me. I think this is one of the one of the stronger lyrical songs now. That's that's my opinion now. Um, uh, I, I think it. I, I just the sort of um, sort of like observing and interacting with someone that they can't reach, and there's both empathy and also sort of disappointment in the sort of approach. I thought it, I don't. I think it's really good, but that's just my opinion. I, I kind of felt a little more like you did, you know, back when I was 14 and I heard it for the first time. Um, I'm saying that you're 14 right now, Dave. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I'm just kidding. But I've also heard the song, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times and you never really spend any time with it. No, so I, it's if, understandable if that I your feelings was, would be different. If I heard it, it was because you put it on, you know, yeah, Almost certainly. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I I basically agree. I didn't think this was one of the strongest versions. I just thought it was interesting that he, there was a lot of sameness partly because it was mostly piano and or acoustic guitar. And then also because it seemed like about, I don't know, almost all the songs were just, what if we stripped it down and made it quieter and slower, you know? And it was like, all right, but did we need like 32 of those or 37 or, you know, however many it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the general weakness. And what you say, we've said this before, but it really just made me want to listen to the original versions and it made me really appreciate, um, how interesting, you know, like the one thing this does, it shows you that the songwriting is good, even without like, lots of sonic frippery, you know, like they got mm-hmm. into, you know, st- even starting with, um, unforgettable fire with, with Brian, you know, uh, back in the uh, mid eighties, they started really exploring stuff and, and Edge has you know, been accused of being all effects and, you know, sort of no meat. But, um, I, I think that it shows the songs are, are good, but it also shows just how good the original versions were and how often they got it right. Yeah. And also that their taste is maybe not either, not, either not the same as mine or, you know, they're, they're kind of lost in, in their sort of, you know, pursuit of trying to do something interesting. And you're right. It's, it seems like they're a little lost and they're not sure where they're, where, what they're doing. And they have every right to redo their own songs. I just don't think it's entirely successful or even very successful at all. 
I think they've kind of settled into the adult contemporary category of of music, whatever that yeah. actually means and entails. Yeah, it, but I, I think they've they've sort of completely just given up on on trying to be rock and rock stars. I mean, the the, the still the core is there. You know, the 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 band, the instrumentation and stuff, and the songs that they wrote in the past. But I think I think they just they you know. Whether it's them or their audience has has grown old, that's just where it is now. Yeah. Well, and I think um, if you if you want to, when did they first sound like themselves or sound or at least sound like they had their shit together? I would say it was probably War in 1983, mm-hmm. and then right. they they managed to not perfect, but for the most part, kind of nail it from 83 all the way till I would say probably 2000. I think all that you can't leave behind is their first sort of, Oh, let's return. We're not seeking something new. Let's go back to the old U2. Right. Um, and that one was quite effective. I think I still really like that album for me. Every album after that sounds like that's beautiful day, right? That's the one that's on that. Yep. Beautiful days yeah. on there. But uh, I actually think that a lot of the other songs on there are, are much stronger than beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's on, it's a top level album from them, but it's certainly, can stand up with with their catalog you know going back to the 80s whereas everything after that just it sounds like they're out they're re-exploring old ideas um and they got away with it i think on all that you can't leave behind but i don't think they did so much but i mean what are we complaining about the it was nearly 20 years of like progression into new sounds and like actually succeeding yeah there's two decades of amazing music so the, the last two decades, not so great, but you know, that's, it, it's hard to find a band that, that can, I mean, off the top of my head, like only Radiohead is a band that I really like that I feel like managed to be inventive and find new sounds for, for two decades. Um, other than that, everyone sort of reinvents and sort of tries to go back to the old sound or they break up and move on. You know, that's, yeah. it's still an impressive, you know, feat, even if the, these last 20 years have been a little weak um, or very weak. All right. Well, I think uh, we've said all there is to, to say about uh, stay far away. So close um, Zach, I think you have one for next week. Yes, I do. It is the fly from Octung baby. So we're going to talk about that and have some fun with that one. All right. See you guys next week. All right. We'll see you. Sounds then. good. I caught it on audio. 